Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening. We're actually live from the Witten Oval for the match sim between the Dogs and the Hawks. We'll take your calls. It's midday madness. You call, you get on. The number's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You call, you get on for the next two hours. Your calls. One of the big stories of the week has been Hawthorne's injuries, and I'm watching the Hawthorne Dogs game as we speak. And Marmia Chole is coming off with an injury here for the Hawks. So. Sorry to bring you the latest news, Hawk fans, but that's one of the things about being live at an event like this. Um, things are happening before us, and it completely changes the complexion of how we're going to start the show. So Marby Chol has been able to at least come off under his own steam. I think it's either a hand or a shoulder or a wrist injury from my looking at it. He's heading down the race, so that's what happening, what's happening live here at the Witten Oval Score is it's a really good game to watch, by the way. The conditions are perfect, 23, 20 degrees, sun shining, not a lot of breeze, and it's a really good contest played with some nice space to play it. It's not congested, and a lot of the usual suspects are getting touches, but so too are the bit part players. But your calls are the priority for Midday Madness, as always. Your calls for the next two hours, one 736 736 anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss, we'll get you on right now. On that open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. The biggest EV sale is on now, by the way, at Werribee Kia. Um, and Midday Madness is brought to us by Work Locker, Karen Downs and Packenham Workwear for wherever you work. Will Day, one of the injured hawks, is going to join us a little bit later on the program. Uh, maybe he didn't look too distressed when he was walking up the race, but he looked really distressed as he was walking off. So we'll keep an eye on that for you. But there's a call on the line. Adam and Croydon will come to you first. They've played Harwick forward as we expected the Hawks and that's worked okay. I do like the look of Booker Kamas in defence for the Dogs. He's looked good. Played at key possession in defence against Lewis and he was playing against Chole until Chole got injured as well. Jones has looked great in defence. The Dogs look slick. Uh, Darcy V. Meek in the Ruck's been a really good watch as well. Darcy's pushed forward and kicked goals. Norton as Sammy Evan earlier told you, has been flying for everything. And that forward line looks like it's got some height and some structure. So they've got Norton and Lobb at the moment playing forward, and Frost has just beaten both of them and outmarked them both to make a liar of me. So we'll keep him in touch with this. Uh, Marcus Bonampelli is going to be playing in this game a little bit later on. So the Bulldogs have spread their talent over the six quarters. So they're saving a couple of their gun players for later. And uh, the Hawks are virtually playing their best lineup straight up 
off the top. Scrimshaw, by the way, has just handed one off to Impey, and the Hawks were about to sail in and maybe add to their five-goal four scoreline. Warples look good. Just thumped that inside 50. And I've got to talk to you about the whiz, as he was called by his own coach, Sam Mitchell, earlier today. Uh, Nick Watson, we'll talk more about him very shortly. But uh, your calls are the priority, as I'm calling a bit of action. I just got sucked into it. Adam and Croydon, welcome to you, Adam. I think you're there, Adam. You're still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I am. I can hear you as uh, Ginevan snaps and kicks a goal. So another goal to the Hawks, a hook kick goal from Jack Ginevan, who's also looked good in the long-sleeve Hawk covers. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Adam, what do you got for me? Uh, Dwayne, I just want to know your thoughts about those keyboard warriors slamming Maynard for Brayshaw's uh, retirement. Yeah, Adam, it was interesting yesterday, this program. A lot of people went really hard on the text machine. I was a bit hesitant to... It's midday matters. You call, you get on. There were a couple of callers early yesterday that uh, one said that Maynard should be suspended for a year. That was a bit crazy, but, you know, that, I can't... You've got to be able to have your say on this show, otherwise it's a waste of time having midday matters. But there does become a limit, I agree, Adam, where the pile-on uh, against the Braden Maynard has to be tempered a little by the true reporting of exactly what did transpire through the whole Angus Brayshaw concussion injury um, timeline. And obviously the Maynard incident was the last part of the timeline, so it is part of the story, but it also needs to be reinforced that he did get off at the tribunal. So under the laws of the game, the tribunal said that he, in inverted commas, dare I say it, uh, didn't do anything that was a, report, a suspendable offence. Half-time here, by the way, I'll let you have your say on it. 7.749 to 6.440, the Dogs lead at half-time. So your thoughts on it, Adam? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think it's rubbish that they, they bag Maynard because he's had, he's had numerous concussions before that. Hmm. And... Well, um, I was just going to say, and, and you know, they don't bag the other um, concussions he's had before. Yeah, it was the last incident, and it was a contra controversial incident. But I'm agreeing with you, Adam. I don't think there has been as big a pile-on on Braden Maynard as some think there has been. And on the text machine yesterday, yes, there was a pile-on. But I also thought that there was a kind of an indication yesterday that it was a most of the people were reasonably balanced, Adam. And I did read how the AFL website wrote the story yesterday. I thought it was fairly responsibly written. The wording of it, just to talk about the lead-up concussion history of Brayshaw and then bringing that last incident into it and at least confirming that Braden Maynard didn't get games for it. So I think it's been reasonably balanced, Adam. I don't think there has been an over-the-top pile-on, but you think it's, you've been reading a bit deeper when it comes to social media than I. Yeah, well, um, I went to um, a certain website and there was um, people on, online saying, you know, thanks, thanks, Brandon Maynard, for uh, ruining my favourite footballer's career um, and stuff like that. Yeah, which is exactly why it's not worthy of going to some of that stuff, Adam, because if you go down that rabbit hole, your whole mind starts to get trapped in the misery of it. And there are a lot of keyboard warriors out there, Adam. I mean... Talkback radio is great because you have to put a name to it. Now, you could be anonymous. Your name's Adam in Croydon. Someone could ring me and say I'm on John in, in you know, Glen Iris, and you're not really John in Glen Iris. But there'll be a lot of people who know that voice. Oh, that's not John in Glen Iris. So you kind of are at least having to be a little bit more responsible 
when it comes to talkback radio and the text machine as well. There are some texts that I don't dare read out, but there's a lot of texts that come through that are really balanced and deserve to be read because I've got a great opinion on it. So, Adam, good to have your opinion on it. Thanks for kicking us off. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the open line number if you've got an opinion on that and on Adam's opinion on it, and we'll talk more about that as well. Uh, Alan Richardson, speaking of the talkback yesterday, so let me just clarify this while we're in half time. We had a few talkback callers yesterday asking me a couple of questions, which one of them was, will the Melbourne Footy Club be able to add a player to their list now that he will go on what is technically the long-term injury list, even though it's a retirement list. There is opportunity for special circumstance to be uh, obtained to get a player on your list for the AFL. Melbourne applied for it when Troy Broadbridge had it. Uh, he had um, his, his list spot unavailable to use because, because he sadly, tragically lost his life. So, yeah, they, they will have that opportunity to ask the AFL for a special circumstance addition but from what Alan Richardson said today they are not going to here's Alan Richardson on that no it's unlikely can you I mean I've already had some early conversations with Tim Lamb about um, you know his thoughts and uh, you know we're pretty comfortable as a in terms of the players that we have now and the ability to be able to potentially flick a few around if we need to Um, the fact that Clayton has got himself in a in a really promising position is, is you know has given us some real real confidence that we can still um, still cover the role that Ducky played for us in the midfield. We can't cover exactly what he brings because of his you know his ability to be able to execute, his ability to be able to uh, you know because of his footy smarts help his teammates. I mean he's brilliant at that and we'll miss that. But we think we can cover. You know we think that Rivers can potentially play a bit more of a role for there if needed. Uh, that Salem can probably do the same thing. So, but, um, you know, certainly Lamy and the team will get together and make sure that by mid-year we, um, we look to do something. And, and by then there might be, another, might be another position on the list that is a bit more urgent than, than what, you know, that the wrong bit uh, Gus played through the midfield. That was Alan Richardson on SEN earlier today clarifying that they might not ask for any special dispensation. They'll... Just assess it on the run as they go. I was also asked yesterday whether the wage will come into the salary cap for the Melbourne Footy Club. He will be paid out in full, but even Alan Richardson couldn't answer this morning whether it would all come under the salary cap because this is an extraordinary circumstance. Uh, so here's Alan Richardson also giving the same answer as I gave yesterday. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we're working through that at the moment, both with um, with Tom in terms of... And Gus will be fine. That'll, that'll we'll work through that. But in terms of some TPP relief, yeah, we're we're working through that now with the AFL, and they needed a little bit of time. That that was that was also part of the timing of all this. That um, it was a bit of a challenge. It was um, it was all a bit new. Um, so no, no, I'm pretty confident that um, common sense will prevail, and we'll, we'll get a, a result that you know works for everyone. Alan Richardson on that. So halftime here at Witten Oval. Will Day has just wandered in, so looking forward to having a chat to the injured Hawk star. We'll take a quick break and then head back to your calls with Will Day and Midday Madness continues. Great to have your company on Dwayne's Well. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always well, great to have your company for Dwayne's Sport, Dwayne's Sport for Athena Home Loans. Athena Home Loans, be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. We've been lucky enough to be joined by Will Day 
injured hawk star here in the broadcast box at the Witten Oval. Where it's half time and the dogs lead seven seven forty nine to the Hawks six four forty. Will, great to have you in. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate your time. No, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Start with you. A stress fracture. How's it going? Yeah, going well. Um, out of the moon boot now, which is a really nice progression. And uh, yeah, just look to keep tracking along and hopefully it won't be too long. So is your mind telling you you could do it and uh, the doctor's saying you stick to the timeline? Yeah, it's feeling pretty good and as most players do, you want to keep pushing to do more. Mm. But yeah, with, especially with these ones, you've got to be pretty cautious and yeah, just get it right. Round what? Yeah, that's probably the question that's on my <laughs> mind as well. Um, I think at this stage, we still just have a look at some scans and um, yeah, at this stage, there's no real timeline, but yeah, definitely the first, well into the first half of the year. Um, I should be back, so hopefully not. And that's the different world. I mean, you're not just going on what you feel like or what the doctor is telling you you should feel like because it's been this amount of weeks. You've got scans showing you an actual picture of um, the healing process and the progression of it, so you can be judging it on something that is material. Yeah, definitely, and I think that's why it's so important to have a good team around you at the club. We've got yeah some really good doctors and physio staff as well. So, yeah, a lot of trust goes into them. Speaking of doctors, you and I off here, we're just having a chat about the Angus Brayshaw situation. You've had a concussion. When a player sees what happened this week, how does a player react? Oh, yeah, it's really sad, especially he's probably one of the heart and soul of the Melbourne Footy Club and he's had a great career and had plenty more in him. So it's really sad to see stuff like that and... No one really wants to see that, but, um, yeah, I guess at this stage it's a part of our game and um, I hope, yeah, we'll continue to find ways to minimise it. So you take the choice to play the game knowing that you could get injured, this could happen to you next week? Yeah, I mean, best case scenario, we find a way that it doesn't happen, but I think our game, which is the best game in the world, that does happen at this stage. So, um, yeah, I think we go out there knowing that it is a possibility, but, yeah, it is sad. Do you also go out there feeling it's safer to play than ever before? I think so. We've oh, Compared to when my grandpa was yeah. running around, it's changed a lot and hopefully we can keep tracking that way. You're not, you're not going to be able to change it overnight, um, but as long as we're seeing some improvements each year, that's the main thing, I think. Is there any further room to make it safer? I think there's one aspect that could be made safer and that is a defender jumping in to specifically spore the ball and let me talk about it in the context of if you go for an unrealistic attempt at a mark, it's a free kick against you because you didn't touch the ball. But if you go for an unrealistic attempt at a spoil and you don't touch the ball, it's often not you can take the player out with your attempt at spoil even though you kind of didn't get anywhere near it. Yeah, I think the unrealistic stuff is something that we really need to get out of the game. And I think there's a lot of times when you know you're not going to impact the ball, but it's a smart free kick to give away just to hold up their momentum. So I think that's one way. But other than that, I think it's pretty hard to just blanket rule to try and get rid of contact to the head mm. because it is such a fast game, which is why it is such a good game. So it's a really tough one. Is it also a game that, I mean, not everyone's going to be able to play it. So there's going to be an attrition rate in the game because someone's knees won't stand up or someone's shoulders won't stand up. Are we, are we heading into that territory where... It won't be a game that will be able to be played by everybody in 10 or 15 years' time because you can never make it that? Yeah, I think it's a bit different with the head, of course, just because it is it does impact you a lot more outside mm. of footy. Like with a knee, you can still... Oh, you, you can't do some things, but a head is just so important. Like It is pretty dangerous with what can go wrong. So, 
yeah, I think it's a bit def- different in that aspect. So let me get you the uh, obvious question out of the way early. The, the doom and gloom, are you getting a lot of injuries at Hawthorne at the moment? Uh, you've got to compartmentalise that, obviously, and just move on from it. Uh, have you, are you doing that? What happens when a, another player like Marby Achol comes off with an injury like he did 10 minutes ago? Yeah, hopefully he's all right, but especially our intra-club. Like, everyone's pretty sad after it, but I think you have sort of 24 hours to process it, and then you've got to get back into it. Like, um, Henry Husswaite just with my injury, I've gone down. Him and Cam McKenzie, like, they've showed so much and they're getting their opportunity out here today. So I think if you look at it in the positive spin, it's not all doom and gloom. It's obviously not what we wanted, but, yeah, you can find some positives out of it. So it looks like Marby has popped his shoulder, but it's okay. He's back out there now with some shoulder strapping, so that's a good sign. It's just yeah. a, a little yeah. stinger, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he's all right. Yeah, that's good news. Um, Nick Watson's tiny. And your coach called him the Wiz today on SEN Breakfast. So yeah. everyone seems like they're just calling him the Wiz. How, the Wiz hasn't had a lot of it yet, but how's the Wiz been going? Oh, yeah, he's so exciting. Um, everyone's calling him the Wizard around the club, and <laughs> he's just so great to watch. Even I've been surprised with his defensive pressure. It's been awesome. Like, you see all his highlights, kicking goals and doing fancy stuff. But, yeah, we recognise the defensive efforts as well, and he's really good with it. Some other guys, like Husswaite, you mentioned. Uh, there's been a few other guys that are... Getting an opportunity? Yeah, Haas has been really good. I've worked pretty closely with him, and each week he's just getting better and better. Having Last year he had some good opportunities, and now um, he gets his opportunity this year in um, a bigger role. So I'm excited to see what he can do. A bit of a new look forward line. So you don't have Kosicki, but Lewis looks like he's going to be a gun player for a long time. So that's a good sign. You've also gone and got Marby Chol and Jack Gunston's come back. So it's going to be a little bit of a new forward line for you if everyone's fit. Yeah, I think we've got a great balance of tools and smalls. We've got a little fleet um, of smalls that are quick and dangerous, but then now having Chol is a genuine second tool um, really gives Mitch Lewis a bit of a chop out and even Gunners, like he has to get some attention from defenders as well. So I reckon it's going to be a good balance this year. And how's it going to run with the ruck? Is Marby going to do some ruck forward or are you going to run two rucks, have Lloyd Meek and Ned Reeves? Yeah, this pre-season we've really been tossing it up and, yeah, as you can see, Meek, he's been playing this game as well. So at this stage, Choli, Choli can hold his own in the ruck, which we haven't really had a key forward that can hold his own mm. in the ruck. So that could be one way. But I guess up until round one, it's really off performance. So next week's going to be big for selection, do you think? You play these guys again next week in Launceston. So we often get accused in the media of taking too much out of pre-season games, but it sounds like you're going to pick your team based on what happens next week. Oh, definitely. I think even training session to session, like, it's really... We've got midfielders, as I've said. We've got a lot more depth this year. Forwards, we haven't really had small forward depth in the past. So, yeah, not only the intra-club, but even trainings. Like, Hmm. yeah, there's a lot riding on it. So let me ask you about the midfield, because you're going to play midfield. So if you're in the centre square for the starting four, and it's nil-nil, start of a game, what's your mindset? Is it is Mitch an all-attack guy? So forget about them for the start. Yeah, if they kick three goals in a row, we'll change. But is it all-attack, go the ball? Yeah, I'd say we are pretty offensive, but I wouldn't say all-attack. I think one guy that goes unnoticed is Ned Reeves, having him in the centre bounce. Not many Ruckman can get up over the top of him, so... That gives us a bit of a license to try new things, and I think that worked for us really well last year. So you've got Newcomb in the middle as well uh, for this one. Cam McKenzie's also 
in there. Um, so it's going to be an interesting mix. To Will you have a high rotation of players through there? Because some teams run a core of only four or five. I mean, the Gold Coast have been accused of having Rowell in there too many times and relying on that. What's the new mode of run-through? Is it having a core of guys who are in there all the time or is it the fresher guys being rotated? Yeah, I think last year we definitely had a core of me, Nashy, Nuke and uh, Warps. But I think this year with Henry Huswick, Cam McKenzie, even Josh Ward, they're really knocking the door down. And I, I don't think we can go with just a core next year, uh, this year. Hmm. So I think, yeah, having rotations go through and when you're in there, just get your job done. So I reckon that could be more like it this year. And I didn't mention Ginevan forward as well, which is the next we change up to your mix. So if you've got Nick Watson, Ginevan, Gunston and Chol, it's almost a completely new forward. And what's Jack been like? Yeah, he's um, been really good. He's just so smart with the footy. He makes a lot of things out of nothing and I've been really impressed with him this year. And he's the kind of forward that makes you be honest if you're a defender as well. You don't really want to leave him free. You don't want to, if you're on him, and that's the issue. Uh, some forwards just get left because there's no trust. The defender doesn't believe you're going to give it to him, so I'm fine to leave him. But Ginevan's not the kind of guy you tend to leave. That's what I'm really excited about. Between Ginevan, Nick Watson, Connor McDonald, Dylan Moore, if they get the step on you, it's really hard to get it back. So that's what I'm really excited about this year. And is speed, we've been hearing about that, quick ball movement, is that off halfback what every team's going to play? So we're going to have every team kind of try and play that and those that can play it best will end up winning? Yeah, it looks a bit like that. I saw North the other day, they were playing their North ball and um, it was looking pretty quick. And I think we sort of started that when Sam um, took over the coaching. So hopefully we'll have a bit of a jump on others. But yeah, it'll be an interesting season of footy this year, I reckon. And before you go, I want to play something your coach said on SEM Breakfast this morning. This is a question without notice for you, but it's a good question because when I hear a coach say this, I feel like you probably as a player would have more trust in your coach than... Well, you need trust in your coach. So if you're going to go to a coach with honesty, you need trust that it's just between you two. No one else will hear about it. The media will never hear about it. And in 20 years' time, when your coach writes a book, we won't be hearing about it. Sam Mitchell said this about on SEM Breakfast, asked whether there was a meeting with Alistair Clarkson 15 years ago at Hawthorne where drugs were talked about. Here's SEM Breakfast and Sam Mitchell's answer. If there was a meeting like that, um, you know, 15 years ago, yeah. uh, so everyone's memory of if there was a meeting like that, it would be a bit different. But if there was, um, my understanding of a meeting like that was it shouldn't really be spoken about. And I'd be disappointed if people were speaking about meetings we were having at our workplace now outside of that space. So I don't think it's quite appropriate to speak about um, what happens on meetings inside football clubs. It's a good answer, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think Sam, that's right down to his core. He has the trust that um, it's a pretty open environment in at the club and if you say stuff, you know it's staying within the four walls. And I think that's a lot a lot of the reason why with such a young group, it's really important. We just want to play for him. We want to play well. And yeah, we're building something pretty special. I can, I can sense it. I can sense it in your eyes even, the way you're talking about it. So... Yeah, it's good to have that love of the game that you've got. You've been watching a bit of footy. How'd your cousin go last night? Yeah, he went pretty well um, for the Suns. So, yeah, it's exciting. I thought he was finished a year ago, wasn't he? That they just had a resurrection? No, nah, he's holding on. He, um, <laughs> he's cracked the 150 and he's gone for more. So, it's good. They look good last night. Hey, great to have you in, Will. Good luck with the recovery. Appreciate it. Cheers. Will Day joining us. We'll be back with your calls for more Midday Matters after the break. Your thoughts on all of that, any of that, any of the big news stories that have happened this week. I promise we'll get back to your calls straight after the break. Got a heap of stuff to give away. Brick Lane Dining Experiences for two down at Brick Lane Breweries 
beautiful establishment at Queen Vic Market, Signet Boost Power Banks, 18 holes of golf for two at Club Mandalay. The whole lot. Back to your calls after news. What a pleasure it was to have a chat to Will Day. Third quarter on underway here at the Witten Oval, and it's pretty much all square. 7-5 to 7-7. A really good contest, and uh, look forward to bringing more of it to you. Steve in Ormond, Rick in Thornbury. Let's head back to your calls. 1-300-736-736 as Midday Madness continues. As we always say, we'll take your calls. That's the priority for the first two hours of Dwayne's World every day. But when we get a star like Will Day wander in, uh, we've got to get him on, and he was great. Steve in Ormond, welcome to you, Steve. Yeah, good to have you. Yeah, yeah, great, mate. Look, I couldn't help myself. I had to um, to ring. I was listening to the conversation in regards to um, uh, Brayshaw and his uh, retirement and, and the sad circumstances around that. And, and it kept highlighting to me, and I'm probably going to get screamed at by people, about a, a bit of the hypocrisy of how the, the AFL is doing their rules. I mean, now, I'm not trying to be critical of Braden Maynard, but they talk about um, players having to have a duty of care uh, and if they choose to bump or they choose to tackle, they bear the consequences of what they do. Um, the head is sacrosanct in all circumstances unless a marking contest. And you can't defend the fact that what Braden Maynard was reckless and a foolish thing to do, yet he's got absolutely no sanction on him whatsoever. Um, and his crazy action culminated in the change in the rules now, I believe. Um, yet it's cost Brayshaw his career. And I, I just think it exposes the, um, the hypocrisy of how they're, they're setting these rules up. I mean, like, you can't have your cake and eat it at the same time. And I think had that Braden Maynard um, Brayshaw incident happened in the first four weeks of the year, he probably would have got three or four weeks. But because it was the penultimate game of the year, penultimate week of the year, he got off. I mean, I know that sounds conspiracy theory, but it just to me, it's yeah, just I think it's all. I think there's a lot of conspiracy stuff in what you've thrown out. Um, what Brayshaw did uh, wasn't the the reason, wasn't the the sole reason, and he was let off at the tribunal. Now you can say he might have got three or four weeks earlier in the season. That's fine. You can have that opinion, but the the incident with Maynard and Brayshaw was, according to the rules and according to the tribunal, within the laws of the game. So that's, that is something that he is allowed to do. He's allowed to play within the laws of the game. And if he doesn't play within the laws of the game, there will be a free kick or a suspension. So, yeah, we might be talking about this in a different light if, if he got six for it. But he didn't get any weeks for it. He was allowed to play. So, and it's a culmination of an accumulation of concussions that in the end had an incident that was infamous as its last incident. So I'm not blaming Braden Maynard at all for attacking the ball the way he did or uh, I think it's wrong to, for anyone to blame Braden Maynard for causing an end to Brayshaw's career. And I think that's where the line I tried to draw was yesterday. Yes, OK, it was the incident involving Braden Maynard, but it's not... I don't think it should be blamed... Braden Maynard should be blamed for any... Um, Future people that uh, want to do that, that's fine. If you're a Melbourne supporter and you go to the footy, then that's your calling. You can do that. You've decided to link that as well. But I certainly am not blaming Braden Maynard for ending Angus Brayshaw's career. But I appreciate your call, Steve. Rick in Thornbury. Oh, g'day, Dwayne. You've essentially summarised my call. Um, notwithstanding, I'll just say that, um, yeah, I mean, 
we want to demonise someone like Braden Maynard. Um, it's a very, very slippery slope, isn't it? And um, he's one of the fairest, hardest of the football footballers that I've seen in 20 years, and 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 so was Angus Brayshaw. You know, yeah. and, and that's how we be remembered, and um, and that's how we want to be remembered. You know, and um, and he's he's made the decision very, you know, safe, considered decision to move on with his life and um, should be celebrated as a premiership player and he will be. And Braden Maynard will be celebrated for being a bloke who goes hard in football. Perfectly summed up, I think, Rick, as well. Hold the line. We've got something for you. You've got 18 holes of golf for you and a mate with a car down at Club Mandalay. Get 18 holes of golf for two with drinks and a car midweek for just $99. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. Yeah, everyone, and I've been in Braden Maynard's situation. I mentioned this yesterday. We've all been in Braden Maynard's situation where you have a decision to go or not to go and how hard do you go and how hard do you not go. I've also been in the situation of Angus Brayshaw, obviously, where you just have to go and do what you're doing as well, hoping that you're going to be okay with it. What I haven't been in a situation before with is having repeat concussions and playing football knowing I've had repeat concussions. But a player like Braden Maynard can't attack the ball thinking, oh, this is player X who's had repeat concussions before. I have to go at the ball in a different way or I have to go at the player in a different way. All that Braden Maynard can do when he sums up how to go at the ball or the player with the ball is what does the rules allow me to do with my attack at the ball and the player with the ball. He has to play under those parameters, not the parameters of this player's got a history or this player's got a helmet. Uh, but this is going to bubble on. Absolutely, it's going to bubble on. And, of course, when these two teams met, it might even bubble more than just uh, simmer. It might get a little heated on the text machine and on the phone lines as well. And there's a few on the text machine coming through now, which uh, I will read shortly. Back to your calls. Quick break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're live from the Witten Oval. And the dogs are just hit back. eight eight fifty six to the Hawks. seven six forty eight. It's a good contest. Lob at the moment in the ruck, and uh, they've got Lloyd Meek as their number one ruck for the Hawks at the moment. But it looks like if I was going to pick who are they going to go with as the number one ruck next week, Hawks, against the Bulldogs, it'll be Ned Reeves, I'd say, will be number one ruck next week with maybe Meek coming off the bench. They've got a stacked forward line. On what I've seen today, they can't play Meek forward, uh, given how many good forwards they've got with tall forwards like Chole, Lewis and Gunston. Back with your calls after the break. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. We're heading back to your calls. By the way, um, there's just been a goal kick by Bailey Williams, which will make the highlight reel tonight. Uh, and uh, if you're a dog fan, um, just check it out on the dog's website or the AFL website at some stage. It was an absolute cracker. And this is a really good game at the moment. Dogs lead 10 9. To the Hawks 7 6 with 17 and a half minutes gone in the third. But it's mid Madness, you call, you get on. Craig and Dave have done exactly that. So let's head back to your calls. There's a few lines free. 1300 736 736. Craig, thanks for holding. That's right, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne, just in regards to concussion, I was just going to say that this morning Sam Edmund, I think, went through a list of names that have we've lost to the game because of concussion. And obviously the last one being Ag- Angus Brayshaw. I think people have realised the rules have changed and we've changed over the last 10 years to protect them. All these players that we've mentioned had numerous head knocks under the old system. So they're coming into an area where now we're trying to protect the head, but we can't legislate for what's happened in the past. So Angus Brayshaw's had a number of head knocks. 
his last one has caused him to, to retire the game. Hopefully all the new players coming through are playing under the new guidelines where there's less head contact. So I think we'll see that it will slowly, slowly increase. But we can't stop the previous ones that have still got ongoing issues and are playing. Paddy McCartan was a classic example. His last one was he was on the ground just trying yeah. to grab the ball, hit his head on the ground, and he couldn't walk. Now, that could have been easily just a knock from someone and we'd blame the footballer. But we've got to understand the players that we're discussing are ones who have ongoing issues and the new ones will be protected by these rules. I think we've got to look at the perspective. And I, can't, I don't think we should jump in shadows because we're, we're making changes and the new players will be protected. I can't, you can't protect ones who have got ongoing issues and are still playing the game. Not fair, you made your point, Craig, and uh, it's an interesting one because I asked Will Day exactly that thing. I think the next thing that will be removed is the unrealistic attempt at a spoil. It's not a free kick at the moment specifically. The unrealistic attempt at a mark is if you jump in a marking contest and you don't touch the ball, it's pretty much a free kick against you for an unrealistic attempt at a mark if you uh, are taking that mark attempt in a pack but if you or on someone's shoulders one-on-one. But if you have a similar attempt at the ball as a spoil, you often get away with it. We don't often hear unrealistic attempt at a spoil. I think the AFL will take a next step in removing it, so much so that a couple of years ago when Steve Hocking was in the job, I asked him whether that would become part of the game, whether if you're not attacking the ball to actually win the ball, all you're doing is to attack the contest to stop somebody else from winning it, whether that will be a free kick against you. And I don't want to bring basketball into it because everybody says, oh, we're not going to end up playing basketball. But basketball has brought a rule in where if you're not making a realistic play at the ball, then it's a, it's a foul. Once upon a time, you could just hack a player uh, and get fouls in the last couple of minutes. Now it's, it's a foul and you get possession of the ball. So they've stopped the hacking of a player with this silly, unrealistic attempt. You weren't really going at it. And Will Day confirmed this for me moments ago. He said that maybe the unrealistic stuff is going to be taken away. We, knew, we know that it had been taken away quite a bit with unrealistic spoils that happened 20 years ago, 10 years ago. A fullback would smack you in the back of the head and say, oh, well, I was going for the ball. Well, now we're paying more of those free kicks. No, you weren't. You're not getting away with that anymore. Here's Will Day on the unrealistic stuff in the game. Yeah, I think the unrealistic stuff is something that we really need to get out of the game. And I think there's a lot of times when you know you're not going to impact the ball, but it's a smart free kick to give away just to hold up their momentum. So I think that's one way. But other than that, I think it's pretty hard to just blanket rule to try and get rid of contact to the head Mm. because it is such a fast game, which is why it is such a good game. So it's a really tough one. Thanks uh, for your call. Bruno and Melton's jumped on. Must have took the AFL rules as well. Dave, I know we've got a flood of callers from Melton at the moment. Welcome to you, Bruno. No, I'm from Brunswick anyway. Uh, oh, good to have you, Bruno. All right. Um, I was going to ask you, do you, do you think it's a good idea that the AFL has a review of the rules at the end of the year and decide which rules stay, which, which rules go? Because it looks like everyone's confused at the moment with the rules. Do you think it's time where they have a complete review of the rules? Well, they do anyway, and this year they've elected not to change anything. Now, you can protect yourself in a ruck contest by putting an arm up. So that's a minor alteration to a rule, if you like. But other than that, they haven't changed anything when it comes to major rules in the game. They've changed a couple of little things, like you can't whistle on the bench, etc. So we're caught, Bruno, every time the AFL does change a rule to make the game cleaner, people complain about it, 
And then when they don't make a change to make the game cleaner, they also suggest, well, maybe the AFL should be making some changes. They do assess it, Bruno, and I think it was good for the game to have a guy like Steve Hocking in control for a while. You might not have agreed with all of his rule changes, but it was good to have someone who was a decision maker and said, no, no, we're doing this, and I'll take the heat if it doesn't work. So I think we are heading in that direction, Bruno, where uh, we're going to get an open assessment of all these rules at the end of the year brought to our attention, at least, even if they're going on, as we know, behind closed doors anyway. Dave in Milton, I know you're there. Dave, you've been holding for a while. Sorry about that. No, you're right, mate. Mate, I'm just getting a bit annoyed with all this Maynard, Maynard stuff going on the last couple of days. I think the Melbourne supporters should be more worried about Clayton Oliver doesn't go truffle hunting in the mountains during the year no. or chasing cars in the freeway or the new business enterprise no, they've got going on. No, no, no need, to, no need to be casting aspersions on Clayton Oliver just to justify a bit of defensive Maynard. I don't think we need any of that, Dave, but I appreciate your call. You're a regular, but uh, bringing others down just to try and get Maynard off the text machine is probably not the way to do it either. Matt and Gleniris... Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Straight out your calls for midday madness for work like a Karen Downs and packing and workwear for wherever you work. Matt and Glen Iris, welcome to you, Matt. Hi, Dwayne. Um, look, I was just calling about the Maynard incident, and uh, um, look, I just find it a little bit confusing because I was under the impression that the AFL said if you choose to leave the ground and you and make contact with someone ahead, that you'll be in trouble for it. Um, well, they've changed that now, but that wasn't the case last year. There was no leaving of the ground rule. Right, so, so if you were like, you know, a millionth of a second late into a contest, two guys going for the ball and you accidentally bump the guy in the head, you'd get a week for it. Now? Yeah, well, you mean this, this coming right, season? Yeah, so I, I don't know. No, if one guy's got if one guy's got the ball and you're attempting to smother, and you jump into that player and don't actually smother the ball, and even if you jump into that player and do touch it, you are in trouble now, Matt. Yes, they've changed that, but not last year. So say if you chose to come front on and yep. try and take a mark, and you take that mark, but you see a bloke in the head, that's yep. that's because it's marking contest. That's, no, it's because it's because you're attempting to win. Uh, you're attempting to win a free ball in a marking contest. Correct. You're allowed to jump in a marking contest to win the ball. If you jump in a contest with no intention to win a ball, then you're in a lot of trouble. And we saw Eric Hipwood suspended a couple of years ago for jumping in a marking contest theoretically to attempt a mark, but he wasn't actually attempting a mark. So you can't jump into a marking contest and theoretically say, oh, actually, I was going for the mark. You have to realistically be attempting the mark, Matt. You can't go in with an attempt to stick your knee into somebody. But if you're 100% focused on winning the ball in a marking contest, yes, you're allowed to go for the ball with your eyes on it. Yeah, I don't know. There just seems to be a lot of grey areas. with. with Not grey for me at all, Matt. Not grey for me at all, that one. And those people that want to talk about the marking contest, I'm going to take the marking contest... That, to me, is a load of absolute garbage, and I hate seeing the text machine and people run that one by the flagpole to me. I'm, not, I'm pulling that one down the flagpole. 
If you are 100% focused on winning the ball in a marking contest with your eyes 100% on the ball in the marking contest, then you are legally allowed to go up in the marking contest and accidentally, if your knee makes contact with someone's head, I don't think they'll ever take that out of the game. But that's just my thought. Back to your thoughts after the break. Midday Matters continues. 1300 736 736. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World, but live from the Witten Oval, by the way, and that Werribee Kia open line is open. Thanks to the team at Werribee Kia, David, Janan, Aid, Jim, and the crew. They'd love to see you. They've got their biggest ever EV sale on now at Werribee Kia, and we're just down the road from Werribee Kia. We're at the Witten Oval where... The last quarter's about to get underway, 14-11-95 to 8 6 um, What have I seen here? Well, this whole new look Hawthorne forward line is an interesting mix. Now, we're seeing it changed up a bit now because we're in the last quarter and the Dogs are filtering their best players through the six quarters of the game. But what we've seen with Hawthorne is it's a completely new look. Lewis was there last year, obviously, but they've added Chol. Gunston wasn't there last year. Ginevan wasn't there last year. Watson wasn't there last year. And Harbick's now becoming a forward, even though he's played as a forward before. So they've tried this new look forward line, the Hawks. And in the middle, they have been very aggressive out of the centre. Uh, they are backing Reeves in to get the palm down. And there, three midfielders just go. And I like the fact that, well, Cam McKenzie's been in there. Nash has been in there. Newcomb's been in there. That's been their core three um, that's been in there. Huswaite's been in there for a few of the ball-ups as well. But yeah, they want to attack out of that centre square, um, backing themselves that Reeves is going to get the goal um, or get the clearance. Uh, as I speak, though, the goal has been kicked by someone who's been increasingly impressive as the game's gone on. Sam Darcy has been brilliant for Dogs fans, so uh, they've looked fantastic. The Dogs' class has been superb. It's their home game, their home crowd, but their ball movement has been magnificent, and they lead this game early in the last 15-11-101 to 8.654. And if you do want to ask me the question, is Sam Darcy going to be a forward or a ruck? I can't answer it because he looks good forward and he looks good as a ruck. Back to your calls, though. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to join me, we did have a caller or two on the line. I think they might have dropped off. So if you want to jump on, the lines are open. We'll talk to someone from the dogs once this game has concluded. But midday matters for work like a Karen Downs, a packing and workwear for wherever you work. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss, We'll get you on. Um, and a couple of things that just caught my attention that I also wanted to bring to your attention. One of the things was the issue when it comes to the pay. Now, Alan Richardson was on SEN earlier today, and I did give this a run. But let's just back over it because it actually highlighted something to me when it comes to the contracting of players that may have had a concussion history. What the AFL does with the salary cap for the Melbourne Footy Club with the retirement of Angus Brayshaw is going to have a ripple effect with other clubs deciding on contracts for their players that have had concussions before. Not just in senior footy, but some might have had concussions in junior footy. If it's not going to be included in the salary cap going forward, if you're going to get a salary cap break for a retirement due to concussion history, then you're probably more likely to give a long-term deal to a guy that's had a concussion history than maybe if it's all going to get included in the salary cap and you don't get a break. Here's Alan Richardson on their negotiations with the AFL over that right now. 
Uh, we're working through that at the moment, both with um, with Tom in terms of, and Gus will be fine. That'll that'll we'll work through that. But in terms of some TPP relief, yeah, we're we're working through that now with the AFL, and they need a little bit of time. That that was that was also part of the timing and all this. That um, it was a bit of a challenge. It was um, it was all a bit new. Um, so no, no, I'm pretty confident that um, common sense will prevail, and we'll, we'll get a, a result that you know works for everyone. So common sense will prevail, and we'll get a result that will work for everyone. Well, what is the result that will work for everybody? Because there's other clubs now that want to know. What is going to be the situation if you lose a player and you've signed him up on a four-year deal or a five-year deal? And we know that Tim English is one of those that had a, a head in injury or two, and he's up for contract. So if you're not going to have to pay any of his wage in the salary cap, if the worst comes to worst, then you'd be prepared to give him a hell of a long deal. I would. He's a star. So back to your calls on that and a couple of other things, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and your texts. As well on the 40 Winks of Temper text, 0433 98 11 16. Your new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. Dwayne, how can you have six quarters? I love that you call it quarters and not periods. Cam from Chernside Park. Well, Cam, if you have two oranges and you cut them both into quarters and then you eat two, you're left with six quarters. So we've got six quarters happening today. Uh, Dwayne, yes, we need to review the rules. The word immediately for immediately disposing or holding of the ball makes no sense. Saul in Caulfield, and I agree with that. There's some words in the rules, Saul, that need investigation because one umpire's immediately is another umpire's uh, took too long. Hey, Dwayne, uh, don't know if you said your top eight yet for this year. If not, what is it? And have you also done all your tips for the year like last year? Go Blues, Lucas in Greensboro. Lucas, I'm going to reassess a couple of teams based on what I've seen on the preseason, So I'm waiting for next week. Will Day said to us moments ago here that even Sam Mitchell and the Hawks don't know who's going to be picked in round one until next week's game against the Dogs in Launceston. Now, you might say you don't take much out of the preseason. Well, Sam Mitchell is. He's taking a lot out of the preseason. Form is going to get you a game. And I'm probably going to reassess North Melbourne based on what I've seen this week if they do it again against the Saints on Sunday. So North play the Saints on Sunday. If North play that style and then move the ball that well, then I'm going to reassess North, I reckon. And if the Suns in their final hit out play as bad as they did last night, I might have to reassess the Suns as well. So, no, I haven't done all my tips for the year yet. I might still do it and I might reassess my eight, given uh, there is a bit to take away. I'm not going to reassess Collingwood based on what I've seen this week, but it's fair that you reassess a few things, I reckon. Um... Another one here that, uh, hi, Dwayne, is Josh Whittle playing? Uh, yeah, he was out there and he set up a brilliant goal with another one of his big, long runs. So he's looked good as well, Josh Whittle. Thanks for that text. Hi, Dwayne. Will Day sounds like a terrific young man. Love how forthcoming he is. Good luck to him for the coming season. Uh, thanks for that. Um, and it's simple pipe. They're bagging Maynard because everyone who's not Collingwood hates them from Nugget. Uh, thank you for that as well. The Maynard text will continue to come. But back to your calls. Uh, Dennis in Bandura, we'll start with you. Welcome to you, Dennis. Uh, g'day, Duane. Look, I'm just so relieved about the Tarrant Thomas thing. It's been dragging on for so long, and it just puts a line under um, Sonia Hood's leadership. I think she just handled it superbly. Yeah, Dennis, to me, the reassessment of North is a whole encompassing thing. So since I you know, worked out what my eight was going to be and who's going to finish where. There's been football played and there's been decisions made. 
And the Kangaroos are one of those teams that they've had a lot go for them right this preseason. Their young guns look like they're on song. They've had the issue with Tarrant Torrance to sort out. Now, the hard part with... I mean, you imagine being a North Melbourne player. You're George Wardlaw. You're coming on this show this week to have a chat like Will Day did. You know you're going to get asked about Tarrant Thomas. At least they don't have that spectre now over their head. Every time someone's going to ask me about Tarrant Thomas, it's done now. They can get on with having no fear with injury, with interviews and no fear when it comes to you know, being full trust to the people that are at the helm at their club. So that's a change. And the other one's Alistair Clarkson, Dennis. If Alistair Clarkson is coaching free of the drain that was the investigation last year, then he might actually coach a lot better this year, Dennis, and he was missing for a lot of last year. That's going to be a big bonus for them maybe as well. Yeah, 100%. That must have been so draining for him with his own investigation and the ongoing Taron Thomas. Yeah. And I just think it's going to clear the air, clear the team. There'll be a better vibe around the place and just look forward to the future rather having that sort of Damocles hanging over their head the whole time. It must have been so draining. Appreciate so your call, Dennis. i about what North's going to do next year, uh, this year. Yeah, Dennis, I am actually. I mean, if, I mean I'm not going to jump too much on what I saw last night, but on what I've seen this week so far, you'd almost pick North to finish above the Suns. Now, you're not going to jump that far with a ridiculous conclusion based off two little trial games, but especially given last night was against a superstar team in the Lions. But, you know, North played a pretty good um, opposition this week as well and did well against them, whereas the Lions sort of blew the Suns away. But there's a bit to play out this week, and I'm looking forward to broadcasting three of the games on Foxtel and KO this week, and I think I'm going to broadcast one of them for SEN as well. Thanks for your call, Dennis. Always great to have your call. Laura in Mill Park. Hello, Laura. Hey, Dwayne. Just a couple of questions for you. Um, my husband was joking last night that the turkey was more entertaining than the seniors yeah. and that he thinks that Dimar should kind of just cull all the seniors and put the twos up. Do you ever know if that's ever happened ever where the majority of an, you know, a senior side has been replaced by twos? And also, as a former football player, I'd be keen to know how you would feel now that you'd have to modify yourself in terms of the bump. And do you think it'll get to a stage where it's just going to be easier for players to not bump so that they don't get suspended or injure someone? Well, I think players bump less than ever now, Laura, and it's a decision that you make, and you've got to be very, very careful with your calculation on it. I mean, rules changed when I played as well. There was one year where, they, where you weren't allowed to handball from... A free kick, you had to kick it. A free kick under the letter of the law for one year became a kick. You weren't allowed to handball it. And as a player, you just adjusted. You just moved to the rules. Every player would move to the rules. I mean, if you put Lee Matthews in a team today as a 19-year-old, Lee Matthews wouldn't play like Lee Matthews did when Lee Matthews was playing. So everyone that's, that's played the game has a skill level to the point that they would be able to play the game today but they would play it a different way. Dermot would play a different way. Reese Jones would play a different way. They'd, played under, they'd play under the rules that are available to them. Now, a few of those guys play beyond the rules in their day, but I think there's less opportunity for you to play beyond the rules in the modern environment. So they would adapt to it. And as far as um, the Suns last night, um, yeah, we'd probably just wait and see what they do this coming week. But Dimmer... He said 80% of his premiership team is there now, I think what he said when he got to the club. Uh, they need to add a bit, I'd say, on what we saw last night. They've still got a bit of adding 
to do. I'm not sure 80%. Well, 80 you've got to tell your list 80% of you are going to play in a flag here when we play in a flag. If you're a coach, you have to tell them that. But they've still got a bit of adding to do, I reckon, the Suns, because they've got a few guys in that team that um, you know, are probably not going to be there if they do end up winning a premiership in three years. Uh, Jenny in Diamond Creek, welcome to you, Jenny. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, Joanne, I think precedence has already been set in regards to Angus Brayshaw's payment. If you remember, Collingwood were not allowed to pay Dane Beans outside of the salary cap. And you can't say one medical condition is more important than the other. So it was more a mental health issue than a concussion issue with Dane Beams. So it is, you can't draw a line and say which health issue is more important or less important than another, Jenny. They're all different in their own circumstance. And there has been a bit change since Dane Beams' decision to retire and Collingwood asking for that. So, yeah, we're, we're what, eight years down the track, Jenny? We're eight years wiser? So just because that has happened with Dane Beams all those years ago, I'm not sure, I don't think the AFL's chained to that. Okay. But you, can, you and I can argue about this. Do you think that they will feel a little chained to it? Um, look, I think both should be entitled to pay outside of the salary cap, but they're both medical conditions. Yeah. And, you know, you can't say that mental health is a lesser condition than concussion. I think they should be both paid outside the salary cap, but precedence has been set. Whether mm. the AFL decide to change their view on that, I hope they do. Yeah, good call, Jenny, because we know that we the mental health side of things is something that is very prevalent now. And 10 years ago, less people wanted to put their hand up. Uh, we know it was part of society, but it wasn't seen as being uh, something that you did. 10 years ago, put your hand up and say, no, I'm not capable of doing this today. I'm not capable of doing this this year. I've got to get myself right. So I'm glad that we're treating it with a lot more respect. And, Jenny, you make a good point as to how the AFL now has to work out a number of these retirements that aren't, you know, it's not a, oh, I've done my knee for the third time retirement. So how does that work with payments in and outside the salary cap, given this propensity we've now got to hand long-term contracts to players? because the seven-year contract is now in vogue. The, the lifetime contract is now in vogue, whereas it wasn't probably four or five years ago, seven or eight years ago. Alistair Lynch, um, Lance Franklin, the exception, but uh, it wasn't as prevalent back then as it is now. Great to have your call, Jenny. Always good to have your contribution to the show. Back with more of your calls after the break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 is the number. Love your calls. The Werribee Kia open line, biggest EV sale on now at Werribee Kia. Another big hour or 45 minutes of your calls. And then I think we're going to have a couple of people from the Bulldogs join us. And Chris Golding from Melbourne United to talk some NBL. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Straight back to your calls, your texts, Darren and Seymour coming to you, but the whiz has got it. Nick Watson, and uh, it's nice to see him getting a little bit of the ball for the Hawks at the moment. We're live from the Witten Oval for the match sim between the Dogs and the Hawks, and it's been fun to be down here amongst the crowd. Uh, no goal uh, for the Hawks, but they do trail, but they've looked good. 10-9, 69, Hawthorne 2, the Western Bulldogs 16-12, 108. 
and we'll keep you in touch with what happens in the latter stages of this fourth quarter, even though we've got a few more quarters to go. Darren and Seymour, thanks for your call. Darren, as we head straight back to your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. G'day, Pipe. Hope you're having a good day. Absolutely. Early uh, lost in the wash. I don't know if anyone's mentioned it, about the three sets of brothers playing in the Carlton-Geelong scratch match yesterday. The Henry brothers for Geelong, the Holland yes. brothers for Carlton, and the De Koning brothers split. Nice work. I'll have to remember that when they play each other during the season, Darren, and credit you in the commentary. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that one. <laughs> Good to have you call. Anything else you want to throw up while I got you? What did you think of the catch yesterday? And uh, are, you, are you a blue? I'm a blue boy. Blue boy. What did you think? Uh, forever and ever. So uh, I think I think next year, I think next year we're the realistic uh, shot. I think we're building this year, but next year we'll uh, we'll uh, grab hold of it. I think. Good to have you call. Uh, hold on, I've got something for you for being. On the line for a while, and one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a few of these to give away, so jump on the line now. We'll give a few away. You got a Signet Boost power bank valued at forty four ninety five. A Signet Boost power bank will get your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered twenty four seven. Keep your calls coming. A couple of texts that have come through on the way back to your calls. Um, hi, Dwayne. I hope we can still send in texts. I think a lot of us enjoy that instant reaction to a phone call or an interview or breaking news. It's easier to send in a text. Plus, we get to hear you say temper, mattresses and pillows like no other. Susan, uh, I'll read out a heap of your text, but it's Talkback Radio. Always rather have a chat to you about all things sport. Uh, that's why I, I, I do this show. I love having a chat about it, but I'll read a heap of your text out continuously again this year. Always love your texts, even though you can't call as often as you like. A couple of texts that have come through on my previous statement about Dermot. Uh, he would change under the current rules. Okay, Dwayne, you lost me when you said Dermot would change. No, he would play the same, Paul. I think Dermot's smarter than that. Now, he might still get suspended under the current game, but he would wind it back. He was too classy not to change his game, too smart not to change his game. And another one here. Uh, how good would Craig Bradley be in today's game? He would be better again if that's possible. The interesting part about guys like Craig Bradley, uh, John Platten, is they played in an, era, in an era where guys run around trying to knock their head off. And they were still that good in that era. So would they be better now? What I would suggest may be the case now is that we might actually have more Craig Bradleys and John Platten's playing now because it's safer. So having a Craig Bradley or a John Platten play in those days, you had to be extraordinarily good, have an extraordinarily um, capable brain to be able to cop what they copped. And John Platten's got some issues right now with his life. But, uh, yeah, I think there would be a lot of players that had the skill level of a Craig Bradley and John Platten back in those days, but just didn't play it because the game was just too nasty for them, too unsafe for them. And now there's that avenue. If you've got that skill level, the rules are going to look after you. And I think that's a better thing to have that set of situations than anything else. Campbell in Christchurch in New Zealand's given us a call about the Gold Coast Suns. There's a mix from New Zealand, a Suns fan. Welcome to you, Campbell. Hey, g'day, mate. I moved over to Queensland in 2005 and I really wanted to sort of immerse into the Aussie culture. So when the Suns landed in town and they signed Gaz, I thought, I'm into this. So I bought a membership and I still got my inaugural scarf and they were really good days. I mean, they, I just think Bluey was probably one of the best coaches they had and they didn't get the results. They were, you know, 
But I remember in their first season, you know, they they were in the eight for quite a while, and then there was a season there where Gaz got sort of slung to the ground at home mm. versus Collingwood, and the shoulder went out. And even when the Brownlow middle count was going on that season, he was still well ahead with something like around 20. He would have got there, but it was... I'm just trying to sort of share a bit of Kiwi Aussie culture, but that was my way of immersing myself into, you know, Aussie culture. And I absolutely loved it. And I'm a diehard rugby fan, All Blacks, Crusaders and all that. But I can tell you the difference between rugby union and AFL is I watched one game of AFL at Metricon and I have never, ever been so wound up and intense and just filled with emotion out of one game. And I've watched a million games of union so just a little insight on how Kiwis kind of see the difference between the two games, but it was such a great introduction and, 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 and induction into Aussie culture, and AFL was just magnificent. I still try and keep an eye on the Suns, but, man, I just hope they can hang in there. They just can't seem to get it right. You know, it's, it's one of those towns, whether it goes back to basketball or league or whatever, they just they just struggle to sort of identify themselves, you know, but I just I just wish them the best and I hope it could work for them one day, but I don't know what happens there. I mean, are agents telling the players, hey, look, don't, just flag it, it's not worth it, stay down in Victoria, but, you know, that's um, that's the thing. And, I, and I, I heard another bloke the other day, I don't know if he was talking to you, and he was talking about being in New Zealand during the very tail end of the Rugby World Cup and no one was being identified as players um, league players because the season was over but I can tell you here in Christchurch last weekend trial match Warriors versus Tigers they sold out the Canterbury Crusaders home ground now that is that is rugby royalty uh, you know league is alive and well even in the South Island people are hungry mm. for good good rugby league but still keeping an eye on the Suns and I just I wish them well but I just I don't know what what is going on. Why can't it get together? Is it just pure <laughs> culture because it's outside of Victoria? Or I was over there on holiday and I saw a yep. bloke with a hat on. He was taking the dog for a walk down through surface, and I said, "What's good? What's going on?" He goes, "Oh, well, like everyone else, I'm ex Hawthorne or Carlton or whatever they are." And I just think, man, when when will it ever come together? I just what's the missing ingredient? Is it just the fact that's not an AFL town? I don't know, but it. No, it's good to talk to you. Good on you. Good to have you call, Campbell. All of those questions we ask ourselves. What's going on with Queensland, with Gold Coast footy? Why can't they be better? Will they be better this year? They'll get so close and yet so far. Weren't they good to watch when Gaza was there? Was Bluey McKenna that bad a coach? Good stuff, Campbell. Great to have you on. Hold on, we've got a Dwayne's with a T-shirt coming your way. We'll send it over to New Zealand. By the way, every ball of Australia's tour of New Zealand live across SEN and the SEN app. Second T20 is live from Auckland today from 5pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Hey, we need to take a break shortly, but Seb and Richards uh, and Phil and Glenn and Heather, we'll get to you all. Seb and Richmond before the news. I think you're there, Seb. You're there, Seb? Oh, yeah, I'm Dwayne. Sorry about that. I um, just want to say, I was watching the practice game Melbourne-Richmond, and can I just say, it was so good to see Gibkiss back. We have missed him so much. I think he was the missing puzzle in that back line last year. Like, Tyler Young was out, was just a shock, but having him and Gibkiss in the back line just makes a huge difference. And with Bolts of Ford, I think um, I'm sort of liking it with the new Adamuze coaching style with Bolts of Ford because we can have three tall forwards with Bolter, Kizitski, and when Lynch comes back. But 
it was just great to see Gipkis back and see what he can do for us in our back line this year. I agree with you. I thought it looked great as well, and it's a completely different realm for a Richmond fan right now. If you've got a fit Gibkiss playing a whole season, adding to your back line. Uh, by the way, still watching this Dogs game here, and uh, Caleb Daniels weaving his magic, and Norton's playing great at the moment. He's got Scrimshaw on him. They've tried a few on Norton, but he's been dominant forward for the Dogs. Really loved his work, especially coming up to the wings. And Sam Darcy's playing at a full forward at the moment. So uh, they've mixed it up a bit with the Rucks and their forward line. Great to have you call. Hey, Phil. Glenn, Heather, we'll get you straight after the news. Stick around. Great to have your company for Dwayne's World. We're live from the Witten Oval. Match sim between the dogs and the horse. Great to have your company. There's been a few great debates so far on Midday Madness for Titanium Caravan. So we'll head back to your calls with a couple of answers for those debate topics. Titanium Caravans build tough to tackle Australia's harshest conditions. Make your next caravan a titanium. We've got a few callers on the line, but the promise is we'll get you all on. We'll start with you in Glen in Pasco Vale on concussion. Welcome to you, Glen. Yeah, Dwight. I just want to talk about these blokes wanting to sue the AFL after they're retired. Don't play the game. Going forward, the AFL has to make them sign a waiver. You know, if you're going to get injured, don't play the game if you don't want to get hurt. Yeah, the AFL can't get them to sign a waiver. And the AFL players do have to have an understanding that they're protected within the rules. And they can take legal action, but they do have to prove a negligence in some part, whether it's a negligence in the moving of the rules of the game or a negligence on the advice they got from specialists and club staff and doctors. So they still have negligence to prove. Uh, So, no, I don't agree with you on that, Glenn. I think every case has to be individual basis case. We have to look at every player's situation uniquely, not just blanket ban anybody from taking legal action in the future, as much as I'm like you and don't like the thought of legal action. Dave in, in Brisbane. Uh, Kappa, where are, where are you from, Dave? Oh, I'm from uh, Cleveland, Dwayne, and um, yep. I was at the uh, trial match last night looking on with interest, and um, uh, the, the turkey only came on in the fifth and sixth. Uh, you can't call it quarters, but stanzas. Yep. So I don't know where it appeared from, but um, yeah, seemed to be quite comfortable out there risking it did. But uh, to respond to the previous caller about the, the sun, um, you know, that they do a number of things, and I've been saying for years that they sh- should amalgamate with Southport Sharks and give themselves a real chance because uh, that's not going to be a silver uh, golden bullet, but it'll be one of the, the steps along the way. But uh, the what was confusing for me or eye-opening for me is that I did not see the senior coach at the ground last evening. So I'm not being negative or accusatory. Yeah. He could have been there, but he never walked out onto the ground, nor was he visible. I was sitting not far and I had a clear line of the coaches' boxes um, and there was no vision of them. And I thought, geez, that's, uh, that to me is, is quite eye-opening that um, there wasn't an attempt to drive up the highway and see the, uh, their squad play. They you're talking about Brisbane. Whole squad. You're talking about Chris Fagan wasn't there last night. Is that what you were suggesting? I'm talking about Damien Hardwick. Was oh no, he was there. Fagan there was, was shots well of him. There, the whole Lions uh, squad no, was well was there. drilled and, and well set up. Yeah. Oh, the Lions were well drilled and well set up. I mean, the the only good part maybe was Ethan Reed to come out of the Suns last night. Did the Lions look? They looked like they were playing uh, in a in a competition that was three classes above the Suns last night, uh, but we don't want to 
I don't want to write the Suns off on the basis of that last night, of course, Dave. A lot of things can change, but it does look like Damien Harbour's got a long road to, uh, ahead of him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't write them off because, you know, I, I uh, looked at their whole squad. They were playing everybody um, and uh, and running them through and on the field. So whereas the Lions had a set 26-man list and they knew what they wanted to do on the in the mm. four quarters, uh, the Suns were being exploratory. And then if you watch the fifth and sixth quarters, the premiership team of the VFL, it was like chalk and cheese. And the Lions were the ones that were running on a number of academy players and, um, you know, were looking for, for what they, what players they could bring in, there, in and out. But there was a great uh, find out there for the Suns, and that's a young ruckman by the name of Moyle. Uh, yeah. Be the Lions, but uh, yeah. he was quite noticeable. He... Uh, even though he's probably a couple of years off, he pitched himself against uh, McInerney in, in the second and third quarters and did quite well. So the, lot, the Suns have got a lot going for them. They, I suppose they're just in that uh, reset phase. Great to have your assessment, Dave, given you were there. Yeah, Moyle did look good. He played last year. I remember doing a game that he played. He is a big ruck, and uh, he did look okay last night. He's been in the VFL system. He's been a great ruck in the VFL. They picked him up out of a couple of good seasons in, in the VFL. So hopefully he can take the step up because they do need an extra ruck to help out Jared Witts. Great to have you call. Dave in Brisbane, a local, will send you up a Dwaynesport T-shirt as well. Hold the line. Uh, need to take a break. Phil, Heather, Steve, we'll get to you next. You're with Dwaynesport. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Straight back to your calls. Dwayne's World for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. And the great debate is for titanium caravans built tough to tackle Australia's harshest conditions. Make your next caravan a titanium. Titanium caravans, Australian-made luxury off-road caravans. Uh, Heather in Ferntree Gully's been holding for a while. Welcome to you, Heather. Great to have you on. You want to talk about something that happened yesterday? Yeah. Just after I spoke to you, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, we're on our way now in a few minutes to the Witten Oval to support my boys. But just after I spoke to you, um, they spoke to the assistant coach of um, Carlton and said, what are they going to call their ball movement um, now to North Ball? And then he started saying, oh, well, we're going to be changing our offensive moves, our defensive moves and see what we're going to do with our quarterback and all this sort of thing. And I'm thinking, for one thing, you could start talking in Australianisms, not Americanisms, this catch and quarterback and everything. Why do we have to start commentating in Americanisms? It drives me crazy. Well, it's a more international world now, Heather. Us uh, people who grew up in Australia have to realise there's, um, there's new words coming into the language all the time. Just got to get our head around them, don't we? Heather, I know it annoys some people, and some of them annoy me. But then again, it's, I use some of them, so I annoy other people too. So uh, I hear what you're saying, and I did hear a few from Tim Clark yesterday, but I kind of enjoy people who use a few different analogies when it comes to other sport. But it's good that you're on your way down here because you, your stars have just turned up. So they've just finished the early game 
and the Bulldogs have rested a number of their big guns who are just out there now, Heather, so they'll be primed and ready to go when you arrive. Make sure you stay hello. So Marcus Bonapelli's out there, Jamara Ugal Hagen's warming up, uh, Tim English, uh, Waitman, Richards, Trelaw. They've got a heap of their gun players, the dogs who didn't play in the game earlier that are about to play a couple of quarters now. And I'm a bit fearful of some of the players for Hawthorne, who I probably should know who they are, but there's a couple of guys out there wearing 76, and there's a 99 out there. I don't know who 99 or 81 is, so I better check that out. Uh, thanks, Heather. Phil and Hoppers Crossing, you there, Phil? Hello, Dwayne, can you hear me, mate? Yeah, you're on the air, Phil. Thanks for your call. That's right. Look, uh, apologies if the whole Karen Thomas thing's been done to death over the last couple of days. Um, look, I'm a North supporter. Um, very disappointing, but I think the right call was made at the end of the day. Uh, my question to you is, do you think another club will take a punt and pick him up um, you know, at the end of the year? Or do you think it's too much trouble than it's worth? Uh, no, I think there's a lot of water to go under the bridge, Phil, before... I can answer that question. Uh, what does he do rehab-wise? What does he do with the next 12 months of his life? Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he needs to do, a lot of boxes that he needs to tick before I think a club would pick him up. But that's not to say he won't tick all of those boxes and put his hand up. And the AFL has left that avenue open for him as well. And I don't think that that's a wrong thing for the AFL to do. I think leaving that open, avenue open is a good idea. So... Yeah, I think... Um, do I think another team will pick him up? Probably not right now, but let's let's jump that hurdle when we get to it in about eight months from now. Uh, Steve in Port Arlington, you there, Steve? Yeah, how are you going? Good. Um, just wanted to um, share my comments on uh, what your previous caller said about the Suns. Uh, I was up there... Just done three years from 2010 to the end of 2012, and you know, I was I, I found I was AFL starved up there. The, I think the biggest factor the Suns had to face. I don't know if it's still a factor for them, but um, I, you know, the Lions were the darlings, and the Suns barely got any promotion at all. I mean, I I'm a Carlton supporter, and my friends North supporter, but we kind of adopted the Suns as our second team while we're up, when I was up there. And we used to go and watch them a bit. Um, but, you know, the public transport was great. Free trains and, to, you know, uh, and buses to the ground. It was, there, there was, the facilities were great. I used to like going there. You know, some was a bit of a pain at times. But, but uh, you know, I think getting any sort of airtime on the TV was just non-existent, you know. And, and NFL in general up there, I, I know it's rugby league heartland, but, you know, the only highlights you get to see at the end of the day were Brisbane Lions. Even if they lost, you know, they, you'd rarely see any highlights from the other teams. Mm. Um, I just think the Suns were up against it up there unless it was promoted properly. Well, you can't pay to get on the news. That's the hard part. You've got to be news to get on the news. And I can understand why they would put the Brisbane Lions on ahead of the Suns. But apparently it's changing. There's a lot of footy people up there and it's getting more coverage, we're told, in the last couple of years. So... Maybe the evolution is happening. Steve, appreciate your call. Hey, Suzanne in Port McDonald. Uh, Port McDonald in beautiful part of SA. You'll have to be quick, Suzanne. Welcome to you. It is just a quick one, Dwayne. I um, just want to back up the lady that was on before about the Americanism. 
um, words are brought into our game, our Aussie rules game. I can't stand it. It ruffles my feathers. That is all. Go Saints. Hold the line, Suzanne. Uh, I want to Dwayne's a T-shirt up there at Port McDonald. Someone walking around the shops with it. So hold the line. We'll get one to you. One round at seven three six seven three six is the number if you'd like to join us. It is, by the way, still for IMR Insurance of Small Business Experts. Melbourne Mavericks Membership Week. Secure your inaugural membership today. MelbourneMavericks.com. Please still to come. Great to have your company live from the Witten Oval. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Midday Madness, rapid fire. You call, you get on. Rapid fire style. We'll get you on on the way to the 2 o'clock news. Your last chance for Midday Madness calls. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss? one 736 The open line brought to us by Werribee Kia, where they've got the biggest EV sale ever on now down at Werribee Kia. Uh, a couple of texts, rapid fire style before I head back to your calls. Uh, any update on Chol? That's from Tim. Yes, injured his shoulder, came back on, looked okay. So had it strapped. So that's the update on Marbia Chol. Good news there. Not another one added to the Hawthorne injury list. Uh, Dwayne, uh, listen to the kids in Australia under 18 years of age. They sound like Americans anyway, regardless of the words they use. Matt in Brisbane. Yep, they're repeating words from movies and shows we all watch in the US. Obviously, it's the new age. Uh, well, us old people have got to get with it. Uh, Dwayne, the Lions are prime for 2024. You've got to lose one to win one. Matt in Brisbane, thank you. Dwayne, are you calling the footy for Fox Footy this year? Absolutely, I am. Looking forward to calling three games this coming weekend on Fox Footy and on KO for the pre-season competition. Um, Dwayne, what was your favourite North Adelaide jumper, the stripes or the V? Well, I grew up with the V, so yes, the V is my favourite North Adelaide jumper. Thank you. Uh, that Kiwi was blown away by a Gold Coast game. Imagine if he went to a blockbuster at the G. Yeah, it would be nice to get him to the G to see what it's really like. Um, and Dwayne, you make a very valid observation that players attempting to spoil the ball actually are making contact or making their opponent the target. Richmond were the masters uh, attacking the pack with a bowling ball, usually Jack Rewalt. With the view of spilling the ball and the Richmond feasting players feasting on the spill of the ball. Uh, in my day as a backman, you were instructed to punch the ball with ears. Cheers, Big Al. And I did, do think that there is an opportunity for us to tighten that part of the game up. You're not allowed to have an unrealistic attempt at a mark anymore. Well, let's stop unrealistic attempts at spoils. Um, social media was feral yesterday, Dwayne, in regards to Maynard. As bad as I've seen it, yeah, we'll address that. I appreciate your calls all, and texts. All of those texts that have come through on Braden Baynard. I haven't read them all because there's a few still saying that he should get a year. Um, thanks for those texts. I uh, read them all. I don't read them all out. Um, how's the Maynard incident within the rules of the game? Well, he wasn't suspended. That's what I'm saying. If Maynard's actions were ending in a suspension, then we would say under the tribunal rules of the day, he was outside the rules of the game. That's what the tribunal decides. Now, we can argue whether he should have got a suspension or not, but under the tribunal's rules of the day, it was not a suspendable offence to them. Thanks to all of you who've texted on that 40 Winks temper text, 0433 98 11 16. The temper pro, temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. Dwayne's bought for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Still a bit to come. Chris Golding 
is going to join me to talk some NBL. And uh, I think someone from the Dogs is going to wander in as well. From what I understand, Luke Beveridge might not be here today. He's ill. So it's Brendan Lade that's in control. And we've still got some action here at the Witten Oval. We'll continue on with Dwayne's Well straight after the Chill Talk News. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. And it's been a bit of fun for Midday Madness today, live from the Witten Oval. So the other game at Moorabbin's being played at the moment. A couple of your texts before we talk more about this game and have a chat to someone from the Dogs and... If you want to dial through, uh, by all means, do it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. A few things we haven't got to yet, so we might go with an early lost in the wash shortly. But Dwayne, with no vision of the second game at Widnoval, you need to be our eyes. That's from Michael. Well, Michael, I'm a little bit worried about the mismatch that's going to happen. As I mentioned, there's guys out there for Hawthorne who I don't know, uh, wearing number 99 and number 83, number 72, um, up against... Marcus Bondempelli, Jamari Hugelhagen, and Tim English. Uh, Waitman's out there. Richards Trelaw. Who else can I see? This this could be. It could get a little ugly on the scoreboard, given that they have decided to go with different ideas as to what to get out of this game with the six-quarter game that we've got between Hawthorne and the Dogs. Now they play each other next week in Launceston again. So these two teams are against each other in Launceston for their final hit out. So we're going to see them go head-to-head in a real head-to-head manner next week. But it hasn't been head-to-head today. Hawthorne virtually played their best team in the opening half of this game. And at least they've now got on the scoreboard. So 15 scoreless minutes in this opening quarter of the second game at the moment for the Hawks. They've just got a goal. The Dogs are 2-4-16. So uh, let's hope um, it becomes a little bit more competitive between these two teams. But... From what I understand, it's going to be pretty damn competitive at Moorabbin. And uh, for those people who want to know what's going on at Moorabbin, we'll keep you in touch with that as well, given that uh, Gazy and Andy are going to be down there. And that one's three minutes in, and the Saints lead 1-1 to Essendon's no score. So we'll keep you in touch with that one as best I can from the TV screen that I'm watching here. Uh, the Kia open line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you'd like to join me, the biggest EV sale ever is on now at Werribee Kia. A couple of things that were mentioned earlier today. One, I got a text about Will Day's injury timeline. Here's Will Day confirming that he's still a few weeks away from earlier today, the injured young Hawk gun. I'm out of the moon boot now, which is a really nice progression. And uh, yeah, just look to keep tracking along and hopefully it won't be too long. So is your mind telling you you could do it and uh, the doctor's saying you stick to the timeline? Yeah, it's feeling pretty good and as most players do, you want to keep pushing to do more. Mm. But yeah, with, especially with these ones, you've got to be pretty cautious and yeah, just get it right. Round what? Yeah, that's probably the question that's on my <laughs> mind as well. Um, I think at this stage, we still just have a look at some scans and um, yeah, at this stage, there's no real timeline, but... Yeah, definitely the first, well into the first half of the year. Um, I should be back, so hopefully not. A little bit of Will Day. One other thing that I don't want to get lost in the wash, it's an interesting one. Do you want the AFL to publish? Or how long will it be until a journo actually tell us, tells us the hair testing ladder? Because we've been told in the last 48 hours that 
every club gets told where it is on the AFL's hair testing ladder for positive drug tests for the out of competition tests uh, that they they do the tests that they do and every club gets to know where they are and as Tim Watson and Sammy Edmund yesterday on breakfast well Tim Watson mentioned yesterday on breakfast that he'd spoken to people at Melbourne and they told him that they were well not high on the hair testing ladder so does that now open the door for journalists to ring around and find out who's high and who's low and we're going to get this damn hair testing ladder published or is that what you want? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Here's Mel, um, Tim Watson yesterday confirming that he spoke to people at Melbourne and they're at the low end of it. Melbourne were very keen to put that message out yesterday. Um, I spoke to a number of different people and they were talking about the same thing and uh, this is the one thing that they can point to when they're talking about their culture, and that mm. is the hair testing that's conducted by the AFL yeah. and where they sit in comparison yeah. to all the other AFL clubs. Yeah. And they are very low on that scale. Yeah. So yeah, for right. them, they're saying, okay, well, that's the best marker that we have. You can have all the conversations around who's doing what, but we are telling you by the hair testing that's conducted by the AFL, we have no control over that. We are submitted to that. We are on the very, very, very low end of the AFL scale. The hair testing ladder, dangerous ground that. Clubs telling journos where they are on the hair testing ladder because it's only a matter of time before a journo starts ringing around. Where are you on the hair testing ladder? And guess what? We have a published hair testing ladder. This group of teams is the top third. This group of teams is the middle third. And that group of teams is the lower third. We know what's been going on at Melbourne. And they're at the low end. Your thoughts on that as well? One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Someone from the dogs. Plenty still to come. Great to have your company. Brick Lane Dining Experiences for two to give away. If you want to jump on the line, we've got a dining experience for two, including a three-course meal. Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's one love pale ale is the taste of summer. Back with your calls. The Saints and Essendon all square now. One one seven apiece at Moorabbin. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Do you have a drugs culture, do you think, Richo? No, we don't, Tony. No, we certainly have had a... Um, we've had an incident with respect to Joel that's, um, you know, that's still being investigated by SEA, and so we don't get enormous information. At this stage, they are allegations that he and his... His legal team are working through that. Um, our, our role with Joel is really almost at arm's length from that perspective. It, it's it's much more closer in terms of supporting him. But How do you know that you don't? Because with the system that each AFL club works within, you are kept in the dark a little bit. Is it is it your responsibility and have you sought to get to the bottom of other players who have now been implicated through text messages and, and as you said, all allegations and the information isn't completely in front of you, but how can you be certain? Oh, look, no, okay. I don't know whether you can always be certain for the reasons you've just explained. The, the, the information at times, even with a person in my position, is not quite where you would like it to be, and that's, that's, from a, that's, that's by design. It's designed to make sure that the welfare of the player is, is at the forefront of the information that, that comes back, and mainly to your doctor. And then you get a, you get a feel of of how you're going as a footy club. At times, there's, you'll get feedback from a benchmarking perspective in terms of where you sit. I've worked at eight footy clubs, and so yeah. so when you ask me, are we, I can I can really confidently say to you, no, no, we don't we don't have a problem. Have we had some challenges? Yes, 
will we continue to have some challenges? Yes, we will, as will every footy club. There's, we've got 45 young blokes between ages, you know, 18 and, say, 31, 32. Uh, they're going to every now and again make blues. And, and, and really importantly, we'll then deal with, with those situations. So it's really clear to anyone in our footy club that this is important to us in terms of playing and living the Melbourne way. Alan Richardson on breakfast earlier today. So when asked whether Melbourne has a drug problem, uh, culture, he said no, but he did go on to say, well, I don't know if you can be certain. Melbourne have been told that they are not high on the hair testing out of competition drug use ladder. And they've told journos that they are not high on that ladder. But it's dangerous ground, isn't it, when clubs are saying, well, we're not high on the ladder. There's other clubs worse than us. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Here's the number if you'd like to join me. And how recently is the hair testing ladder numbers the clubs are now spruiking? How recently have they been done? A couple of texts on it. Um, I'm not against a published hair test ladder, given my club uh, history, West Coast. Uh, I'd like to know if it's resolved or persistent issue. Cheers, Jason. Thanks for that. So maybe there's, well, there's a lot of journos that would like to be able to publish it as well, but maybe it wouldn't be in the competition's best interests for it to get out there. Uh, Dwayne Melbourne also said they don't have a drug culture. Alfred in Essendon, thank you. Yep, that's been reconfirmed today. Um, as a D supporter, I'm all for the hair testing ladder being public. Maybe it will stop some of these ignorant supporters acting like it's just a Melbourne problem. Jim, and that's the can of worms that opens up. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. If you'd like to join me, we've got a Brick Lane dining experience to give away for two including a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, a taste of summer. Jump on that line and we'll get you to air before Chris Golding joins us in about 15 minutes. It's quarter time here at the Witten Oval. And as I mentioned, it should be a bit of a demolition job in the second game with the Dogs playing a heap of their stars out there. Uh, Marcus Bontempelli, Jamara, English, uh, Waitman, Richard Trelaw against, uh, which is the seconds for... Um, the Hawthorne Footy Club. They've got a couple of their gun players out there like Lloyd Meeks out there, but not many of them. So let's just check in to see what's happening at Moorabbin because apparently at Moorabbin, the blue team is going quite well, I understand. Andrew Case is in place with Andy Marr. They're going to be bringing the action with the blue team after 3 o'clock. Welcome, guys. Yeah, it's me, uh, Pipe. It's Andrew Gaze here and uh, excited to be here out here at Moorabbin, or as they call it, RSEA Park. Magnificent. And Andy and I were here last year for this uh, same time. And this year, the, the joint is heaving. It, it's packed. There's a, there's a buzz around the joint. And uh, well, I think we've got a, a reasonably decent uh, game. Mason Redmond slotted one from uh, out of space. Tim Membry's just popped one through. So uh, it's, all, it's all been happening. And so far, we're in uh, what I can't quite see the clock, but I, I, I'm guessing somewhere about midway through the, the first quarter. Kyle Langford uh, slotted a, a little easy one just prior. Saying it's exciting. If you're an Essendon or St Kilda fan, you should try and get your way down here. I would advise park a long way away because there is no parking. So, well, I was able to, you know, just use your name here at uh, the Witten Oval. <laughs> Gaze, you didn't, you, didn't you use the, don't <laughs> you know who I am? No, that, uh, they, they did say good day <laughs> and were very friendly, but um, <laughs> the parking arrangements, uh, we must have got here a little too right. late because the right. joint is absolutely, it's packed, Dwayne. And it's great to see there's a buzz around the joint and it's exciting to be here. 
Footy in the burbs. It works. It is my work. <laughs> it's my work, and the the ground is not like that yep. bog that you used to play on. It looks <laughs> magnificent. Yeah, played my first ever AFL VFL. It was back then. Game against the Saints at Moorabbin. We won by a point. It was a nice uh, culture unlocking <laughs> for me to find out what the what the fans were like at Moorabbin. Hey, Gazy, um, mm. we, is Andy still signing autographs? Is he you're in there alone? No, Andy, uh, he was out representing SEN uh, this morning in a uh, charity golf day, I think it was. So right. he's just come on and he's feverishly just trying to right. put things together and, uh, you know, just sort of massage the show into his liking. Yeah, so but you get to actually get a word in at the moment, which is fun. <laughs> no, I'm loving it out here. No, he lets me speak every now and again, but some of the stuff that uh, comes out of my mouth, I'm grateful he's there just to pull me up every now and again because it's, it's not always uh, in, in sync, let's just say that. So uh, what do I ask Chris Golding? I've got him on in 10 minutes. Um, well, a, bit of a, a bit of a lull in the NBL season for this uh, boomers break. It is. Uh, you could ask me about the game last night. I don't know if you caught it, but it was uh, a little bit more trouble than I think a lot of us hmm. thought it was going to be. But um, so he would love to be out there, I'm sure. But uh, his, his mind would be absolutely fixed on what's uh, coming up with the playoffs because they have had an outstanding season. And you know what it's like when you finish on top of the ladder? You've played magnificent basketball. Mm. You've had a, a decent gap the entire season, but it's all right now. Everyone's the same and uh, got to find a way to, to make the most of all the heavy lifting they've done throughout the course of the season. So I reckon that they, they're not going to say it, but there would be a, a degree of pressure because of uh, the, the form they've had throughout mm. the course of the season, but they have been... Really good. They've got a talented lineup, and they'll go into the playoffs uh, the absolute undeniable favourites. So in cricket, if your local team that pays you to play in their local competition mm. says, no, you're not playing for the national team in your yes. sport, you, we can't dare have you do <laughs> yes. that, then yes. there is a mighty kerfuffle. But in basketball, yes. we allow it to happen, uh, Gazy. Uh, not the w- I think it's all it's got to be put in context. We've seen uh, in other parts of the world where they the the leagues and FIBA have come down hard on those that uh, have not been made available either by mostly when they're not being made available by the clubs. The, they do not have the right to do that. But I think Basketball Australia has a good understanding of uh, of, of where they're at, who the opponent's going to be, uh, with the, the greatest respect of career I think that we were always going to go into that one in favourite and Indonesia who we've got coming up next not necessarily the uh, the power that's uh, going to test us so I think that we have got a lineup that's going to provide experience for some of the younger players the, the, their future boomers and I think that we should uh, be going into the contest reasonably confident that we, we're going to win now I know Brian Gorgian he in an article yesterday, was very outspoken in regards to working this system out so it, it we're better suited to not have a, an unbelievable accident happen. And his point is valid because these teams that we're playing against, they key themselves up to play against the Australian team and they are fully focused and fully committed to it with their elite players. So it's they're catching up and it'll come a time when, unless we are sending a team that remotely resembles our absolute very best, then uh, uh, we could face some problems. Mm. And Chris Golding's going to Paris, isn't he? He's got a ticket already? Oh, I would think so. I, I think he's he's got one foot on the plane. I wouldn't say he's completely there just yet. 
But when you think of Dyson Daniels going down, he's uncertain whether he's going to be available. He's done his cartilage. Now, normally you'd expect that come uh, the end of July, uh, you'd, you'd still have enough time to get ready. Cartilage, you know, in general mm. terms, he's talking, what, three months maybe? So you'd think that there'd still be a chance, but um, if he is not available because it's a little bit worse than what we think, then certainly Chris Golding uh, comes into play. Uh, he was there in, in um, the World Cup, so yeah. although he wasn't used all that much, but uh, shooting to me is something that we desperately need, and that's exactly in his sweet spot. That's what he can bring to the table. It's uh, 35 minutes till your show starts. It's about the time you get Andy a coffee, isn't it? So I better let you go. <laughs> that's- that's a very good point. Sorry, yep, I'll be there. It's coming, Andy. Radio. <laughs> good on you, Gazy. Good to have a chat to you. Andrew Gaze at RSEA Park for the Saints and the Bombers. Uh, they're live from 3 o'clock. A couple of your calls. Ryan in Cheltenham. You there, Ryan? Thanks for holding through all that. Oh, g'day, Dwayne. It's always nice to follow um, Andrew Gaze, so thank yes. you for that. Um, I'll get to my point. I'm just calling because of the uh, interview last night the Bryce Cotton interview by Kane Corns and Jared Wheatley. Just wanted to give them both credit for the questions, even though to me um, it did sound very similar to a Dwayne Russell set of questions. <laughs> what did they ask him last night? Is Should he be playing for Australia in Paris? <laughs> yeah, um, as much as I love my hoop, Dwayne, uh, I'm probably a bit tired of people asking um, the four-time MVP that question. Because yep. uh, most Hoop fans know the answer. But um, honestly, they did a good job, and I, I just want to give them credit. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, good that you're giving them some love. Good to have Jared back with Kano on Sports Day. Uh, what a great show it is to have Sports Day across at SEN since Jared has joined us, the great Jared Healy. Daniel and Larry Warren, you there, Daniel? Yeah, hey, Dwight, how are you, bud? Good, good to have you on. Thanks, mate. Uh, yeah, just quickly on this, yeah, the lid coming off and his hair testing ladder. I think it's just, I think it's stupid what Melbourne have done. I know they want to take a bit of heat off, and I understand there's been a lot of it of late. You know, with Brayshaw sort of, you know, and that's on his own from going off in retirement and stuff, and that's another thing. So that's a good story in the end for, for his sake. But just on that real quick, I, if it was to ever get released, it'd be the worst thing that um, the AFL could approve because it'll just open a whole new can of worms to supporters to start riff there and start rap there, it'll be way more negative than positive. It'll take deflections away from clubs that maybe, you know, that are in the media at the moment thinking uh, that people, sorry, think that they're, um, yeah, this, this massive drug culture problem, but it'll it'll create such a negative feel, mate, and we've got enough uh, with us eating each other alive at the, at the game, supporting our teams as it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if there is an out-of-competition positive test, the doctors do get told about the players, but administrators don't. And... Obviously, the AFL is happy for administrators to know where you are on the hair testing ladder. Now, are they happy, the AFL, for administrators to tell us where they are, publicly make it known where a club is on the hair testing ladder? Because it does, I think it does open up a bit of a can of worms too. So, you know, that's another issue about information. Um, You don't want to give information to administrators because you don't want the wrong information out there. You keep it with your doctors. But once you start telling the world where you are on the hair testing ladder. Um, yeah, I think it's a can of worms. Great to have you call, Daniel, and uh, for holding for so long whilst I had a chat to Gazy. Good to have a chat to Gazy, by the way. Um, you've got a Brick Lane dining experience for two, including a three-course meal and a Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale is the taste 
of summer. Need to take a break. We've got some news. Chris Golding not far away from joining us. And Lost in the Wash still to come. You're with Dwayne's Wood live from the Witten Oval where we're into the second quarter of this uh, Bulldogs versus, well, Bulldogs seniors virtually versus the Hawthorne Twos. And uh, Jamari Ukulhagen having a shot to goal, a goal now to make it a six goal to one game. And that has sailed through, touched on the line uh, from 45. So not a bad attempt. So 5-11, the Dogs to Hawthorne, 1-2 with seven minutes gone in the second. Plenty still to come on Dwayne's World. What's been lost in the wash? What should we have got to by now, but we didn't get to it yet? What's been lost in the wash? The number is... One three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've got a lost in the wash, we've got a Signet Boost power bank to give away, as well as part of the Lost in the Wash prize cabinet, a Dwayne's World T-shirt, and Lost in the Wash comes our way thanks to Showser Dog Washers. All footy clubs need a Showser Dog Wash, and we're at the Doggies venue at the moment, the kennel, where it's ten minutes into the second quarter, and the Dogs lead six to ten forty six to Hawthorne one three nine. If you've got a lost in the wash. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jump on the line right now, and we'll get you on before Chris Golding joins us in about four or five minutes' time. One lost in the wash on the text machine. Hi, Dwayne. I find your indifference to the inward creep of Americanisms into your vernacular troubling. But even more troubling is your justification for the adoption. Please consider that what is given up in the absorption of terms used to describe American sport is our uniquely Australian way of experiencing our own sport. You work with words. You should know that they matter. Cheers, John, in St Kilda. Great to have your text, John, and it's an interesting conundrum that you've thrown up. And if you've got a thought on this, by all means, jump on the line now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. So if there is a word that is coming from elsewhere, another country, that sums up a situation in one word, um, that needs a, a whole Australian line to sum up, do we not default to that at all? So if there is a quarterback role being played by a player in AFL, do we not use the word quarterback? If the ball is tipped goalkeeper style on the goal line, do we not use the goalkeeper word in that? Uh, if there's a number of words that we use in Australian sport that are unique, that uh, I like using, absolutely, but... Should we not? Should we not expand our vocabulary as opposed to just putting a lid on it? One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number if you'd like to join us. On oh, one here also on the text that uh, I won't let get lost in the wash. Dwayne, do you think it's coincidence that Luke Beveridge is the only coach in the AFL that hasn't spoken to the media so far, and now is sick on the day he would have had to talk? Nat, um, yeah, I suppose it is a coincidence, but I'm not putting two and two together. And coming up with a conspiracy theory myself, Bevo's apparently truly crook and we'll cut him some slack today. There's no doubt he's going to speak to the media in good time. Speaking of which, the Dogs have promised us one of their, one of their assistant coaches in about 15 minutes' time as well. So Chris Golding not far away from joining us. But your call straight after the break for Lost in the Wash for Showser Dog Washers. $5 from every wash goes to your footy club, showser.com.au. We'll give away Signet Boost Power Bank and... We'll give away a Dwayne's World T-shirt as Jamara goes up and takes a big one-hander for the dogs. You're with Dwayne's World. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au.
Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Annie, thanks for holding. Annie, welcome to you. Oh, hello, Dwayne. How are you? I'm great. That's good. Look, I just wanted... I don't very often get a chance to ring up because it's always during working hours, but I've knocked off work early because I'm heading down to God's Country at Alberton tonight to watch my boys. Um, but I just got a tip for you. Yep. Watch out for the bull. Ollie Wines, watch out. He's going to have an absolute cracking year. Where's he going to play? In the middle, Annie, or play forward? Because he, it's a hard midfield to get into now. Uh, he'll be in the midfield. Not on the wing, though. That didn't work, did it? No, well, he battled a bit of injury last year. But, no, he'll be, he'll be in the midfield with uh, Butsy and... And Connor and um, changing a bit with Willem Drew, I suspect. But, um, yeah, he is, I saw him last Friday night and he is looking unbelievable. So I thought I'd just let you know that I reckon he's in for an absolute cracking year. Good to have your tip, Annie, and uh, keep in touch. Make sure you don't make yourself a stranger this year and I'll be watching that one as well on Foxtel and KO tonight as the practice match series continues. Um, Chris Golding's been good enough to join me. Speaking of stars, have had a good year. Chris is on the line, Melbourne United gun captain. Welcome to you, Chris. Great to have you on. Dwayne, always good to chat, mate. It's uh, good to have you on, and congratulations. Part of the 2023-24 All-NBL first team, which is no surprise. Where, where do you put this season? You've been awesome again this year. Where do you put it in your overall realm of great seasons you've had? <laughs> oh, mate, I don't keep track to be honest I think <laughs> if uh, in a few weeks time we're holding up a trophy it'll go down as, as one of the better ones that's for sure but that's, that's what we're really focused on at this point is trying to get over the line and win this championship So is your body good you've had your troubles before ankles and various things is it because your body's been good? Uh, yeah I mean getting older so every now and, now and then um a little sore on training days or whatever it is, but that's one thing I'm really proud of and really happy with our club is um, you know how we design our training schedule, and you know we we have some some older guys on the roster, so how we piece that together and, and, and how we deal with our load throughout the week so that the young guys are getting enough, the old guys aren't getting too much, so we're ready to go on game days. Um, we've done a good job of that so far, and, and hopefully it continues. Dean Vickerman's been leaving you out there, though on court. You've been playing high minutes, even in games where the results decided with two minutes to go. Yeah. Um, it's, well, oftentimes in the NBL, you're up sort of 10, 15, and in the mm. blink of an eye, it can come straight back. So especially, you know, in that last game of the season, we didn't want to go into the break losing. Um, I, I know we want to rest some guys and, and, and get some minutes into others, but nothing replicates being in the heat of the moment and, and, and trying to win games. So that's going to be us here on out, trying to win games and, and trying to win by as much as we can. Or, you know, if we're down in the late stages, um, trying to trying to claw it back and, and make a game of it. So there's no better practice than the real thing. And is that because you're captain as well? So you want to be out there? You haven't I mean, some of the games that I've watched late in those games, you haven't taken as many shots as you probably would have if the scores were tied. So you're still out there as a captain trying to be the facilitator and 
make sure things are running properly, even though you're not taking the shots? Yeah, I think, you know, for quite some time now, we've been working at, um, you know, trying to figure out when we're at our best and what that looks like. And to be honest, it's got nothing to do with me shooting threes or, or anything like that. It's about how we're approaching our offense and how we're sitting down and defending and, and rebounding the basketball. So just making sure that we're, we're across that. And, you know, even today we're looking at areas where we haven't been so great, um, you know, in the past week or so uh, or last couple of weeks or last couple of weeks of the season. So making sure that we can try and rectify that before we get into the finals. Delhi's been shooting more, getting more points, even though he's been a great facilitator and he's great on court anyway. But it seems like uh, he's lifted his scoring rate and he seems to be finding some good form at the right end of the year. Yeah, he's, he's you know, he's so, he has so many dimensions to his game and throughout the year he's really picked and choose it, uh, when he's going to be aggressive for himself offensively. He knows when he needs to get other guys involved. He knows, um, you know, how the other defense is defending him and us and he just really pick and chooses what he feels best for the team. So, um, great to see him shoot the ball with confidence and, and shoot it well because there's going to be times and opportunities, opportunities for him to step in and, and knock down shots and um, we look forward to him doing that but getting to the rim as well showing a little bit of post-up game um, as I said a lot of dimensions to his game and I think whatever's needed um, going through the course of a game he, he's ready to reach in and pull it out of his trick bag would you be better off with a run around for the Boomers in this break, or are you enjoying having the break in the break? Oh, as much as I'd love to um, pull on the green gold, I think it was it's, it was pretty important that myself and you know some other guys from the club use it to to have a bit of a refresh. And if there's a niggle here or there, get that right and make sure that we're ready to go come first round of the finals. So let's talk about that. Then you'll be sitting back watching the Kings in New Zealand. You play the winner of that battle, Perth Wildcats face the winner of Illawarra and Tassie. You're a watcher of every game. Do you get together and watch it with the team, that series, or do you just watch it on your own and, and uh, chat to the boys when you need to? Yeah, that, that'll probably be one we'll, we'll watch by ourselves and then the next morning we'll get together and talk about who we think we're going to come up against and, and how we can exploit them. When we're away on the road, on road trips, we'll, we'll watch the games together and talk about it. But um, being as we've got this break and we're at home, we'll probably watch it by ourselves and then get together the next morning and practice and see what the plan is from there. I know you're in the mindset that it's not too long a break, but in theory, it seems like it almost is a too long a break for you, having to sit back and watch this other series happen. Yeah, it's it's kind of something that we haven't had to do before. Um, You know, in recent years, if there's a fever break, you just swing straight into the semi-finals. But with this play-in tournament, it, it adds a little bit of extra uh, rest for the teams that have finished one and two. And if you'd ask me, would I prefer to be playing sooner? The answer is no, because <laughs> that means we'd be in the in the knockout stages. So happy to finish up the top and just see what's going on. Uh, I think we're going to replicate a couple of games. I know we've got one tomorrow at practice, a bit of an intra-club game that we'll, we'll replicate the load and the physicality that we feel that we need to be at come the finals time. And we'll probably do it again towards the back end of next week just to make sure that we really had those intense hit-outs going into the first round. When do you know for sure if you're going to Paris? Uh, I would imagine the same time as, as, as everyone else, the same time as it's announced, come 
sort of late July or mid July. If um, I've, I've got no hints or secrets there for you, Dwayne. If, if you've got any for me, let me know. Well, all I know is that you should be there. I mean, you're in as good a form as you've ever been in. You actually shouldn't even be here. You should be playing in the NBA. So, uh, but, but what I mean, what I'd say doesn't really matter, Chris. The hard part is what's your coach thinking? Do you keep in contact with him? Where's he going to coach in the NBL next year? Have you spoken to him about that? Because Brian Gorgian back in the NBL is something everyone tells us has got to happen. Yeah, he was down at practice um, okay. with us last week. Uh, just come down to check in on the guys and watch and we were kind of like, hey, what, what's going on here? Is he going to be at Adelaide? Is he going to be at Sydney? Where's he going to be? He better not be stealing our plate. But um, I, don't, I don't know where he's going to end up, but whoever gets him will be lucky. And he's always around. He's always touching base um, with all the guys in the squad and just making sure we've got our eyes on the, or eyes on the prize of the NBL championship and then you know a little bit of a look forward to, to what's to come in the off-season with the Boomers. Well, the boom is we need some shooters, Chris. We need you there and trying to work out who the big men are going to be as well. Have you got an inkling as to who they're going to be? Well, I think Jock Landale will be a big addition um, that was missing from the World Cup. Touchwood, he, he gets through the back end of his season healthy and, and can, you know, put his, um, put his body on the line for us. Um, you know, he had that unfortunate injury against, um, I think it was Venezuela or someone. Yeah before the World Cup, so that was very um, disappointing for us not having him there, and I think he, uh, and along with Duot Reese, who's putting together a superb season in the NBA, um, there are a couple of big men to watch out for. And who decides who gets the ball when there's uh, 30 seconds left and you're trailing by two and you're playing the Wildcats in the grand final series? Who decides that? Do you chat to Dean about it, or does Dean just tell you the play and that's it, you're doing that? There'll be a bit of a feel for the game and what's been happening, who's been doing well, um, how the defense has been playing everyone. And it's not set in stone that, hey, at this time, this is what happens. So it's pretty fluid. And you know, we've seen that throughout the year. Ian Clark's been ready to step up. Big Joe Luala Chul has been uh, ready to roll. Delhi, as you said, Shaley's made big shots at times. So um, I much prefer it that way that we have a lot of prongs in our attack and. We'll, we'll see what happens. But even if you've been, had a cold five minutes, you still want it, yeah? Always, always, Wayne. Always. <laughs> and I always love having you on, Chris. Always great to watch you. I'll see you in the, in the finals and uh, can't wait to see it on the, the ESPN and KO platforms as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, mate. Have a good one. Chris Golding, Melbourne United star and part of the 2023-24 or NBL first team again. And again, you can watch every game of the Hungry Jacks NBL on ESPN and on KO. And he joined us thanks to Toolkit Depot, by the way. You can become a Toolkit Depot trade member and get trade pricing every time you shop tools. Toolkit Depot trade members get trade pricing. Make sure you sign up today. We're going to celebrate some lives after the break thanks to Tobin, Tobin Brothers Funerals. And maybe we'll sneak another call in on that Werribee Kia open line today's show from the Witten Oval has been driven by Werribee Kia. And the team will look after you down at Werribee Kia. They treat you like family. Drop down, tell them we sent you. They've got the EV9 down there. You can book a test drive. Plus, there's a swag of brand new 2024 Kias on offer at tremendous driveway prices at Werribee Kia, including the 2024 new Picanto from 19990 and the 2024 Sorento from 53990 
drive away. You can talk to the team about their finance offers, top dollar trade-ins, and over 300 late model used cars in stock. Worry back here. Chat to the team at Old Geelong Road, Hoppers Crossing, and be sure to check out that EV9 for a test drive. Werribekia.com.au, LMCT114. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. If I'm Matthew Nix... I'm going having a coffee with Mark Rusciuto and I'm saying, look, you know what? I'm, I'm invested in this club. I've shown that I can coach. I've given you enough uh, evidence to show that we can con- succeed or contend here. And if you don't want to commit to that, then that's, that's your call. That's fine. But, and it's a big but, if others come knocking with a generous financial reward and a significant tenure to coach elsewhere... Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if I if I investigate that further. That was David King on Fireball Friday. It was another great Fireball Friday with Kingy and Kane together. I think that Kingy's thinking that Matthew Nix has got more bargaining power than he's got, but uh, didn't get to that. Wanted to get to that at some stage today, but kind of got lost in the wash because we had so much other stuff going on live here from the Witten Oval, and it's been fun to be down here. So the score at halftime of the second game, which is the Hawthorne Reserves against a lot of the main guns for the Dogs. The Dogs lead 9-11-65 to 2-4-16. It's been great to be down here at the Witten Oval. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, thank you to all those people here at the Witten Oval that set it up for us. In the other game, and Andy and Gazy are live with you from RSEA Park, the Saints and the Bombers, followed by the second T20 between New Zealand and Australia live from Eden Park in Auckland. So plenty of live Sport coming away as it was live here at the Witten Oval. It's live right now at Moorabbin. And uh, Saints are wearing this blue jumper, which is a bit weird, but yeah, okay. Quarter time. Silence just sounded. And St Kilda 3-3-21 lead. Essendon 2-2-14. So that's the score at quarter time of that game, which you can catch on Foxtel and KO. Out of that game, we're told that Marcus Windhager will sit out the rest of that game as he's assessed from a hand injury on that. Marby Chow was the one that was off here early in this game here at the Witten Oval, but he ended up coming back on with a shoulder strap, so it looked like he got a bit of a stinger to that shoulder, but in the end, he recovered okay. Time to celebrate some lives. Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals. Visit at tobinbrothers.com.au. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Happy birthday to AFL players, Ben Keys, Jagger O'Meara, Finn McGuinness, and Lockie Weller as well. Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Been fun to have your company for Dwayne's World this week. Back Monday for Dwayne's World, so please join me. Dwayne's World brought to you by Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. And great to have Athena on board for 2024. Big midday madness, big Dwayne's World coming up Monday. Make sure you put that number in your phone as well for the text machine. And I'll read out plenty of your texts. One here, a late one. Americans are learning from Bluey. Why can't we take a few words from them? Thanks for that. The 40 Winks text, 0433981116, brought to us by 40 Winks and Temper, T-E-M-P-U-R. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper, mattresses like no other. Over to you, boys, at Moorabbin.